Hello, my darlings. Welcome to the Virgin Podcast of Slut Radio. It's good to have you listening. And I'll bet you're wondering what, in this instance, slut means. That's a, that's a good question. I, I have pondered for years and years and years. What constitutes a slut? And in my pondering, I came up with this lovely acronym, Sexually Liberated Unashamed Talk. And I thought, my God, that's perfect for the podcast I want to do. So welcome, welcome, welcome to Slut Radio. Because the time has come. By the way, anyone is capable of being a slut. For our use of the word slut, your body count is not important. It's kind of good to know that in this instant, in this instance, excuse me, slut does not mean how many notches you've got on your lipstick case or in a man whore sense, how many notches are on your, your bedpost. Uh, slut is exactly what I said. Sexually liberated, unashamed talk. And if we can't do that here, well, I don't know where you... Well, actually, I do know one other podcast where you can find that kind of thing. And let me tell you, the Call Her Daddy Gang... I got to give them a shout out. I got to give them an I love you. And I got to give them a big thank you because they produce such fantastic content. They really do. If you have never listened to Call Her Daddy from Barstool Sports, you gotta. You gotta give them a go. And uh, that's who I have to thank for inspiring me to do this. I've wanted to do this for years. I've always enjoyed talking to my friends about sex and listening to the things that they have to say about sex and and incorporating all these things into daily life and spreading the word, so to speak. That's always been something that I've enjoyed doing. And the Call Her Daddy Gang was the first time I had ever encountered anybody that was doing the same thing that I wanted to do. And they were doing it in such a manner, oh my God, if you haven't listened to Call Her Daddy, you've got to. And I uh, would like to add to that, uh, because I am a female, and I have watched a lot of the Barstool uh, sports I watch the unboxing with Dave Portnoy. I do watch some of the odd uh, podcasts here and there. Um, I do watch them in in addition to listening to them. Uh, And I have seen Dave Portnoy. And I want to sink my teeth into Dave. He is so yummy. Aside from the whole call her daddy business and the whole rich as fuck, he is just yummy. Dave, if you're out there, give me a call. All right, loves, I would apologize for that little sidetrack there that we took, that little side trip, but I will never, ever apologize for anything sexual. No, actually, that's not true. I will. (laughs) If I've given a poor performance, I will definitely apologize. Uh, If there is something I'm not doing correctly, I will apologize and try to make up for it. But, um... 
so we've gotten my lust for Dave Portnoy out of the way. I'll probably be coming back to that later. Um, but I also want to establish on this very first podcast that uh, this is a safe zone. All kidding aside, this is a safe zone. If you want to contact me and uh, talk to me, uh, ask me questions, get pointers. If I don't have the answer, I'll find somebody who does. Um, But if you want to contact me and ask me questions, baby, there is no such thing as a bad question or a stupid question unless you're trying to be. And then that's a whole different, you know, that's a whole different ball game. If you contact me and tell me that you're into fucking chickens, I'm not going to believe you. And if you do actually fuck chickens, and I'm going to say this is a dude problem, because I, I don't think a female human could fuck a male chicken, a rooster. Anyway, aside from the biology there of that, I wouldn't think that you were serious. Um, so if you want me to take you seriously, please do so if you have an unusual request or you feel it's unusual you know please tell me take this seriously because chicken fuckers I will make fun of your chicken fucking asses okay that's got to be said but it it, it's a safe zone if you want to talk to me and tell me that you've had a miserable experience with your spouse and this is this and trust me I'm divorced I understand about miserable experiences with your spouse and they exist they do and you need somebody to listen to you you need somebody to trust and I would be honored to be that person uh try me and try me on for size there you go speaking of trying me on for size you don't know who I am yet do you Well, let's fix that. My name is Jamie. Jamie, not Jamie. Like, Jamie's Crying by Van Halen. But I hate that song. So, you know, because that's not me. And uh, it's not Janie, like Janie's Got a Gun by Aerosmith, which is a kick-ass song. Uh, But no, I'm not Janie. I'm Jamie. So, yes, try me on for size and see how you like me. Now... Another thing that we have to discuss here, we have to discuss this, this is also, in addition to being a safe zone, it's what I consider a fun zone. Yeah, we can talk about some deep subjects, some heavy subjects, but I don't want to shy away from having fun with this because, by God, sex should be fun. If it's not fun, you're doing it wrong. And as sad as that may be, that leads me into what I wanted to talk about on my virgin podcast. What do you think? It's going to be about losing your virginity. Perfect, yes? Well, let's see. I lost my virginity a very, very, very long time ago to... A young man who was very... In, in looking back on it, I think most most young men of this age are very selfish as lovers. Uh, he 
he could have been a lot better. He probably is now. I sure am. I didn't know what in the hell I was doing. But, uh, let's see. So, I'm not going to tell you the year. <laughs> but I was, I was very young. I was very young. And it was summertime. And he and I had been, I guess, seeing each other and talking on the phone. Uh, we didn't have cell phones back then. Uh, we went to the movies a couple of times. His parents would drop him off. My parents would drop me off. Uh, nobody went together. And we, you know, held hands in the movie theater. He put his arm around me. And we made out a little bit, but that was it. No, no touchy-feely, no, no anything like that. And it was, it was nice, but he always, always wanted me to come see him. And what I'm talking about is not coming to see him with the family around. He wanted me to sneak out of my house at night and meet him for sex. Well, I did. <laughs> um, it was, uh, I did. I, I snuck out my bedroom window one, one August night back in the day. And I walked, I, I took a blanket and met him about halfway between our two houses and I, he must have lived two or three miles away from me. So, walking a mile and a half for some teenage sex, you gotta wonder how bad I wanted it. Uh, how bad he wanted it. Uh, we were both horny little devils. But uh, I was more curious than anything. He had not, I, I realize this now as an adult, he had not taken the time to arouse me. He just made me curious as to what he was doing. Now, if that doesn't make sense to you, let me tell you, I was basically just laying there while he explored. I liked it very much when he would take the time to kiss me, but he wasn't kissing me anywhere but on my mouth, and his hands were kind of again he was young and I'm giving him a lot of leeway here <laughs> which I did back then too um, his hands were busy exploring and they they were not experienced hands so I was I was just lying there and kind of looking up at the stars and hoping he would kiss me some more because that's what I really wanted well the next thing I knew his hands were down my pants and hey ho what do you know this this didn't feel too bad i feel the need to add at this point how woefully ignorant i was of anything sexual of any kind of intimacy between a male and a female or you know anyone um i was naive i was stupid I was uneducated. I, I don't know how many other ways to say it. I had no clue what was going on, dude. Nothing. 
could have clued me in on what he was going to do next, which was, of course, to slide a finger inside me. Didn't know what the fuck that was about. And it hurt. It hurt. So, in looking back, I realized I wasn't ready for that penetration. He should have known that, but he didn't know that because we were both learning. Um, so... I guess eventually he decided that he was aroused enough to try and put his penis inside me. Well, that was an absolute disaster. I was <laughs> I was not sufficiently lubricated, shall we say. I wasn't horny at all, friends. I was not horny at all. I, I just remember thinking, I wish I could go home and go to bed. But he was determined and I was there. I'd walked all that way. It was my blanket. And he definitely he fucked me. And right there, right before he came right before he came I started feeling something. Um but I didn't, again, I didn't know what it was. And I, I look back now and I realize I was starting to finally become aroused. So what did I learn from all this? <laughs> Not that sex wasn't fun. I, I did figure out that sex could be fun. Um, and I, he and I had a lot more pleasurable encounters after that first one. But I got to tell you, uh, when he, he stuck his dick in me, gave it a pump, said, Hey, Jamie, we're fucking. That just didn't do it for me. Add to that, I bled all over my blanket and I had to try and explain that. I know my mom knew what was going on. She wasn't stupid. So, you know, there was that little embarrassment. Ah, oh, oh, it's so embarrassing. It's so, sex is not embarrassing. We're taught that sex is embarrassing. I never could talk to my mom about it. I, I couldn't do it because she was uncomfortable. And boy, after that, let me tell you, I had questions. But I didn't have anybody to ask. There was nobody that I felt, number one, that I felt comfortable talking to about it. Even my friends. All my friends were busy having sex or some kind of sexual relations. I, I hung out with some very horny people. Um, but, uh, I couldn't, couldn't go to my mom. I certainly couldn't have gone to my dad. My sister was younger than me, didn't have a clue. We were both just raised very, very naively and sheltered and, and we were just kept innocent, I guess. Gilligan's Island reruns. We'll do it to you every time. Uh, I also feel the need to add that I found out... Uh, because this guy was my first, he was my first, I had no idea that dicks came in different sizes. This guy was hung. He was hung like the proverbial horse. And I was, he was my first? Jesus, God, no. <laughs> you need a pencil dick or a short stubby dick. You know, a little golf pencil dick for your first. You don't need 
some guy who's who's got an eight inch cock that's you know girthy as a goddamn soda can to be your first like i said he and i went on to have many many pleasurable encounters later after we figured out what we were doing it was the figuring out that was difficult and i will tell you that dick spoiled me for a lot of other dicks what I'd also like you to have in mind is this was before the internet existed. There was no way for me to look up orgasm or sex, what you're missing. There, there was no Wikipedia or sexopedia. There needs to be a sexopedia if there's not. I think we should start one. But uh, there, there was nothing for me to look this up. And like I said, I couldn't talk to my mother. Uh, I remember my mother sitting my sister and I down years before this I must have been six or seven years old and my sister is younger than I am so she was you know five or six years old depending on you know our ages anyway I couldn't have been more than seven years old and my mother told me where babies came from well that was all fine well and good but I did not equate what she told me and she read me this book she read me and my sister this book. It was an absolutely awful, awful thing to be taught. If that's the only thing you're going to be taught. It was, it was good. It taught you exactly where babies come from. Exactly how babies were made. But it didn't go into any of the intimacy that should be there. Um, it, it didn't go into any of the feelings it was just very dry, very sperm meets egg creates baby, nine months later baby is born. Okay, that's that's fine, well and good, but how does the sperm get to the egg? What makes the sperm come out of the guy? What makes my egg come out? You know, do they meet in a bar? Do they do they ride off into the sunset together? I don't know. And what does sex have to do with the baby making thing you know that was something my, like I said my friends were busy having having sex and sex related things you know I was hearing about oh my god he ate me out can you believe it it felt so good I didn't know what that meant I did not know what that meant um Another one was, uh, he fingered me. Oh my God, he stuck two fingers in me. Can you believe that? Well, where'd he stick him in each one of your ears? I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I was so naive and so stupid, and I got it figured out, and that's good. But my fellow sluts, what I figured out was missing with that first young gentleman and that first encounter that was it's still memorable to me uh, <laughs> like I said it was my first take it or leave it better or worse blah 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 my first was my first and it it does hold a special place in my heart but I realized later on and, and I couldn't tell you how many years had gone by but it did take me years to realize what the difference was and that was the fact that there was no foreplay uh, like I said, he slid a finger into me, he kissed me, he kissed my mouth, uh, French kissing, very fun, very, very arousing, especially when you're new at it. Uh, French kissing is very arousing anyway, 
but like I said, that was all he did. He would kiss me, and his, his eye was on the prize the entire time. He wanted to get off. That's what he was after. He had a heart on. He wanted to come. He wanted in my pussy. That was it. There was no foreplay. Now, later in life, I met my best friend. I'll call her M. And, uh, cause she may not want to be recognized on this show and that's fine. And I have two best M's. I call them both my best M's cause their names both start with M. So shout out to my best M's right here. But my first best M and I finally, we came to the conclusion and I think a comedian actually discusses this at some point, but women are like crock pots and men are like microwave ovens. When it comes to the foreplay, you know, men just beep, 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 we're done. We're ready for the main course. Okay, that main course may not be very good. <laughs> uh, you know how you cook a chicken in a microwave, it gets kind of icky or whatever. So, so that's it. And then the crock pot takes so, so long to get warm up. But when it gets hot, it stays hot for a really, really long now that's the key to remember so guys you're like a microwave and girls you're like a crock pot so guys the burden yeah the burden's going to be on you sorry about that it's just kind of how it goes we need you to give us the foreplay that we need and in return Depending on how good that foreplay is, your world is about to get rocked. I can almost guarantee that because when you push a woman and her arousal to a fevered pitch, honey, strap in and hang on because you are about to get fucked blind. Well, my darlings, it is time for me to close out, I think. I think that was enough excitement for one day, don't you? Recalling my first time and all. Oh God, what a boring story. I'm so sorry. Um, but like I said, it holds a very special place in my heart. And uh, what, I'd, what I'd like for us all to take away from this is to remember. Just remember what your first time was like at anything. Remember the first time you had sex. Remember the first time you gave a blowjob. Remember the first time you ate a girl out. Remember your first job. Remember the first time you drove with your license without your parents in the car. And I guess what I'm getting at is just these first steps, if you want to call them that, the, the first time that you do something is going to stick in your memory, whether it's good or bad. And you learn from that. You learn to take the car out of park <laughs> before you can go. You learn to put a condom on. You learn to, to, you learn these things. And just because you're the one that learned them doesn't mean that you're the only one that can benefit from the lessons. Let's say you do have a friend who you didn't realize was a virgin and they come to you because 
you have opened up to them and you're talking to them about, oh my God, do you remember my, your first time? I remember my first time. And hopefully they can talk to you. Well, no, I don't remember my first time because I haven't had my first time. Tell me about your first time. What can I expect? And, you know, before you know it, you're having a conversation with somebody about sex and it's a good conversation. You're not trying to sleep with each other. Or well, maybe you are. I don't know. But <laughs> that's the thing. You don't have to be the only one to benefit from your knowledge. You can help. And especially, especially, I can't stress this enough, especially when you become a parent, that knowledge is going to be invaluable. And I'm going to take that opportunity to tell you that's what my next podcast is going to be about. It's going to be about how I told my child about sex. You're going to love that one. And I will see you next time. Wait, 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 wait. Before I go, you need to know how to get in touch with me, don't you? Well, I, uh, I may be an old dog, but I've got some new tricks. I have a Twitter. You can follow me there at Slut Radio and the number one. So Twitter at Slut Radio 1. Uh, my Insta is slut underscore radio, slut underscore radio. And if you want to go the old-fashioned anonymous route, or you don't even have to be anonymous, you just you might like email, that's fine. Uh, contact me at slutradio69, that's slutradio and the number 69, at gmail.com. And guys... Thank you so much for giving me a half hour of your time. I appreciate it. Thank you for trying me on for size. I hope you find that I fit. <laughs> I'm a good fit. Um, hopefully I will see you next time and, well, hear from you. And we'll just have all kinds of relations. I'll see you then, babies. Bye-bye.